The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, July 23rd, 2009, and this week I am joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk-SEO. He's back from Whistler. Dave, welcome back to the show. How was your vacation? I had a great vacation, as I'm sure all of our listeners are, are familiar, though. Now, of course, uh, I spend two weeks uh, recovering and, and um, you know, working to catch up from a one-week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, sort of that catch twenty two of being a business owner, but there you are. And uh, yeah, great. During last week's show, couldn't couldn't come in because I was at the top of Whistler Mountain at that point, and I, I couldn't really count on the reception. <laughs> no, you were you were actually at the top of Whistler Mountain, dropping off geocache pods. That's kind of cool. I had no idea that was one of your hobbies. It sure is. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it wasn't until uh, uh, for for my birthday, I got got an iPhone. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I started geocaching as soon as I got it. Started running off. And, uh, yeah, it's a ton of fun. ton of fun. And it's nice to, it's just an excuse to get out and see something that you haven't seen before to me. Uh, you know, you get hauled off to different parks and, and different, uh, different scenery. And apparently you end up at the top of Black Home Mountain, uh, planting geocaches and going back and forth from Whistler. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Anyways, but, uh, you know what, that has nothing to do with SEO or, or Internet marketing, so I don't know if our listeners really care, but the ones that do, do geocaching. It's, it's a good time. Um, you're, you're right. So we, have, we have tons of stuff to cover today, so I guess we should probably get to it. It's going to be a packed show as it is. It is. You know, this is actually one of those fights where, where I woke up this morning and decided that, you know, we needed to, to, to be organized. I had I had one of those like like big big moments this morning. I thought, oh my goodness, my life needs these reorganization. I need to get some more together. I have so much on the go at any given time right now. I need to start writing stuff down. And so I decided that I'd try to like you know script out this show. So just for listeners out there, um, this is a show that is like trying to follow a script. So we'll we'll see how we do with it. By the way, Hypertext is just fine. Um, she's tr- she's pretending to sleep beside me right now, but she's actually like eyeing the microphone cord and. And then clawing at it. So, <laughs> so how's that other cat still beating it up? No, no, the other cat's got away. I put cayenne pepper down there on the fire escape, and that seems to have uh, have scared off that other cat. Well, there we go. Sure. And now our listeners have learned something new today. Cayenne Apparently, pepper. They wouldn't have got that on any other show. On the line <laughs> of cayenne pepper. I had no idea. Anyway, okay. Let's jump into the show. There's a lot, of, like you said, Dave. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. And the big news today, the biggest news, I think, um, I think right now in internet marketing is Zappos. Zappos has been absorbed by Amazon. Indeed, uh, huge news. Wow, like Zappos. Okay, let's, taking a step back, Zappos has to be one of the greatest success stories on the web right now. A uh, 
primarily, I guess, a shoe emporium, an online shoe emporium that actually handles a whole multitude of, of, of other products. Zappos is known for its customer service, its, its uh, uh, employee culture, um, and its incredible on-time delivery. Uh, one of the most popular e-commerce sites absorbed by Amazon in an all-stock transaction valued between $810 million and $928 million. What are your what are your thoughts? I, I can launch in, but I know you have have so I, I've got your notes so prepped this one, and I know you've got a bunch of, of brilliant points here. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, as I've just put in over at the web, newly improved and back online uh, webmaster radio chat room, there was a blog post that went up at Zappos dot com um, outlining you know the. Outline it was put up by Tony, sort of outlining him and the Zappos' uh, leadership ideas on this uh, transaction. I think it's a good thing. Amazon has said that it's going to leave the culture, the operations, and the staffing in charge of Zappos. Like, like, like Zappos is still in charge of its own future. Leadership is going to remain unchanged. And as a matter of fact, Zappos is actually hiring. Um, according to uh, Zappos CEO uh, Tony Heesh, uh, this will move Zappos forward faster. For Zappos, our vision remains the same, delivering happiness to customers, employees, and vendors. We just want to get there faster, and, and that's what uh, he says the Amazon deal does. Again, this is a total stock transaction. Um, about 10 million Amazon shares are going to be transferred to Zappos shareholders and about $40 million in cash and uh, stock units to Zappos employees. The Las Vegas operation stays open. The Kentucky warehouse stays open. Um, as a matter of fact, the its proximity to a hub, to a U.S. United Parcel Service hub in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the Kentucky warehouse might actually start handling some of Amazon's inventory. I think it's a good thing. I think it you know, shows a, a maturity in the e-commerce market. Um, it shows a lot of strength for Amazon. And uh, as long as uh, Jeff Bezos keeps the promise of keeping M uh, Zappos' culture and leadership intact, I think it's, it's great for Zappos. I agree. And I think, I think this is, it's great for all of us. Um, and not in a you know kind of airy fairy. Oh, isn't it wonderful that, that these things merge? I mean that that is an incidental. I think these kind of purchases, um, you know, certainly are, are indicative of um, the health of the internet marketing community. You know, there's been some rumors of you know unemployment and et cetera, et cetera, among internet marketers, um, which is as far as I'm concerned, you know, we've chatted about it. Was it was a little overstated. Um, but I think the really truly interesting thing about this entire deal, other than the deal itself, um, was that it is an all-stock transaction, and that Zappos themselves were the ones that insisted on this. Amazon was trying to push them to a um, you know money only, like basically a cash only, and and the folks at Zappos were the ones that pushed um, and then won um, the the all-stock, seeing you know what's what's happening with uh, with Amazon. I found that a, a really Interesting thing, just in that you know, I mean, you know, you do get into the debate of how much is enough. I mean, <laughs> when you walk away, had it been an all, all monetary deal, it, you know, probably would have fared pretty well for for the shareholders there. Um, 
but this this forward this foresight and and we're looking at people who obviously have their finger on the pulse and I'm referring to to the Zappos executives here on everything that's happening in e-commerce. I mean, that's that's their job, and they've run a very successful company. And these people are saying, we want just shares. I mean, I think this reflects to us as Internet marketers and to the Internet as a whole, um, really the health of, of the Internet and, and of the, the e-commerce industry right now in that if it wasn't, they'd be taking the cash, but they know that this is just growing and it, it's going to continue to grow. Uh, I think it's a great sign for, for all of us, even though uh, it, it's just one deal here. Of course, we all like to see these sort of deals um, you know, coming just just as a good reflection of the industry as a whole. You know, it's funny. I I often feel so close to the industry and not immune to the recession because nobody nobody is economy proof. I think this this recession is, is certainly teaching us that. But um, you know, I hadn't even thought of the angle, and I think yeah, I think you 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 nailed a, an interesting aspect there, Dave. That this is a mega deal, and one of the one of the only mega deals we've seen in the last. Six months or so, um, and it does it does show a certain health in the industry. Maybe it's a green sprout, or or slightly larger. Maybe it's a it's a whole forest. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a very good looking thing. I was actually trying to get a tie in to uh, to uh, the email address tree at zappos dot com, which apparently is being monitored by the sea uh, level at Zappos. Um, people, you know ideas, fears, or people, you know, with the inquiries about the, uh, about the, what I'm calling an absorption. Um, it's not like Amazon's taking over Zappos. Zappos apparently is still in charge of itself, but it is certainly an absorption. They're in a quiet period right now. Um, they have to be for 60 days while the Security Exchange Commission helps them work out this entire transaction. Um, so any media questions have been directed to tree at zappos.com so there's the the green sprout segue but you know thinking about uh, zappos and thinking about their their growth over the last over the last decade or so that got me i mean the thing that everybody always says about zappos is customer service and that got me thinking about you know what works on the web and what doesn't work on the web customer service heroes and customer service goats you know like right now amazon seems to be on a total tear they're signing affiliate deals. They're, uh, they've just got the deal with Zappos. Um, they seem to be opening themselves up quite a bit. While eBay has been getting, like, you know, uh, quite a bit of concerns, worries from their, uh, from their vendors. Um, and that seems to be like, you know, customer service hero versus customer service goat. Microsoft versus Google. Apple versus Dell. Walmart versus your local hardware store. Zappos versus question mark. Um, Customer service seems to be one of the defining things in e-commerce that that not only keeps you going but makes you much stronger. It definitely is, and I think you know it's it's a really really unique and difficult challenge. I think with um, a lot of online uh, you know websites, how do you get this out? In the case of Zappos, I mean they've they've done a fantastic job. Um, of presenting themselves very much like, you know, I guess like Saturn uh, did in, in their early days, of presenting themselves as this. What, uh, what has really been their, their keystone uh, in, in really being as successful as they are is the carry through on it. The difficulty I think they faced early on and, and managed to get over, you know, fairly well, obviously, um, is getting that initial 
um, you know, how do you make people trust you to start with? Um, you know, making sure that you are going to continue and provide great service, provide great support um, for people. That part you can sort of control in that you control your employees, you control the infrastructure, um, but how do you get that, uh, you know, how do you get that trust at the beginning? Um, they did a, a fantastic job. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm just going to make a note here. If, uh, if our listeners go over to uh, Search Engine Watch, there's actually quite an interesting article that I read thinking about just this question. It's by Tim Ash called Your Baby is Ugly, and basically how do you start <laughs> to kind of figure out a little bit, of, you know, how do you test and sort of figure out where are these, are these stumbling blocks? I mean, you know, our listeners, I'm sure, are well acquainted with Tim Ash. You read pretty much everything he says and then pick up a grain from each one. Um, but I think that it has a lot of bearing on how their success started, is is really getting that initial set of trust, but the true success story here, um, and and I mean this needs to be done with with every every online uh, seller is maintaining that trust. eBay doesn't have that control, and we're sort of seeing what happened to that in the news. Is you know their sellers are their sellers, and and they don't have control over really what what their sellers do. You have some rating systems; it's it's all right, but um, they don't have that same level of control. And we're seeing who is the hero and who is the goat. Um, well, the the answer is pretty clear there in, in that combination that you, you mentioned before. So, um, yeah. Another thing, another thing I want to mention about, uh, especially in the in the case of, of Zappos, but I think it could also be argued in the case of uh, of Apple and in the case of Amazon, it's uh, use of social media. Zappos yeah. is in the forefront using social media to engage with their customers and their clients. Um, they're pioneering, really, um, pure engagement. And because of that, they, they seem to be a lot more nimble and a lot more, a lot more responsive to, you know, to complaints, to needs, to uh, the perception that's being created out there in our real-time information environment. And uh, it just, you know, it seems one of the, 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 the great skills that the one of the great skills that 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 customer service oriented companies have are use of the social media. Um, sorry, I just got I got thrown off my game there for a second by King of All SEOs in the chat room who writes in hello subjects. I'm sort of wondering who the hell King of All SEOs is. And are you are you looking at the chat room right now, Dave? Uh, I I am. Yeah, I, I just put my little note in there. You know you, uh, you know something weird here. There's more. There's more ops than there are people watching. Yeah. yeah. There are people it's curiosity. See, that's that's the inclusive nature of radio. It's, it's excellent. The inclusive nature of radio. Your uh, rise, they're being stuck. Okay. Uh, you know what? Don't look at chat room unless you have to. <laughs> um, we should probably meander towards a break here on Webcology or Webmaster Radio. Before we do. Dave, it's birthday time. There's a whole bunch of birthdays in the search marketing universe to talk about today. Uh, first, Janelle Landis' is birthday today. Tony Wright's birthday today. Bob Gladstein's birthday today. Uh, ben Jerryola's birthday today. And tomorrow is Virginia Nussie's birthday. Happy birthday! Also tomorrow is Webmaster Radio... Uh, office assistant, receptionist, bottle cleaner, coffee maker, and all-around wonderful gal, Hillary Boast. It's her birthday tomorrow. 
Okay, enough of that. We're going to be coming back. Speaking of, it's Virginia Nazi's birthday tomorrow from Bruce Clay Incorporated, and they did a very interesting show on Webmaster Radio yesterday that I want to sort of summarize on uh, real-time search. They had uh, Dana at Lookadoo, Dana Lookadoo, uh, conversion optimizer on their show yesterday. So I want to talk a little bit about a bunch of different real-time search engines and reiterate some of the points that uh, they made on their show yesterday and that are up on the Bruce Clay blog about optimizing for real-time search. But before we do that, we have to optimize for real-time revenues. This is uh, Jim Edger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're going to break here on Webcology, but we'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Member Merchant, LavaSoft, makers of the world-renowned Adaware, present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win up to $64,000 in cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. Did you know? 99 Designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99 Designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99 Designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99 Designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99 Designs. When designers compete, you win. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody, welcome back here to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, July the 23rd. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're just about to pop into real-time search information, optimizing for real-time search. Did you hear the show yesterday, SEM Synergy Day? I did not. I've been playing just mad catch-up, putting in like 16-hour days, just trying to recover from my vacations. (laughs) And not recover in a fun way, (laughs) but recover like... Wow, you come back to more work than you would normally have in a day. Um, so, unfortunately, I have not had the chance. I I know the topic, uh, and it's extremely interesting. I've read up some on the the bullet points, and you know, from from a, a certain blog post that I know we'll be mentioning later. Um, 
really, really interesting stuff. I, I'll be, of course, downloading the podcast, put it on my iPhone, probably listen to it on the way home. That's exactly it. If you didn't get to, if you didn't get to hear yesterday's SEM Synergy, go to the web, go to the archives at webmasterradio.fm or go to iTunes or Mobilecast or Odeo and look for yesterday's SEM Synergy. Uh, Virginia and Bruce uh, got right into real-time search, so much so that they spoke to the brilliant Donna Lookadoo, um, at Lookadoo for all you Twitter heads, uh, somebody that I'm following on Twitter, and I strongly recommend everybody who's interested in real-time search follow, because Donna is a conversational SEO. Um, anyone who's interested in real-time search, check out yesterday's podcast of SEM Synergy, or check out the Bruce Clay blog. There's a very good article on it, uh, uh, up on the Bruce Clay blog. You know, I'm looking out my office window right now and uh, looking at a Rogers cable truck backing up to the uh, post that has the connection, my, my, my internet connection. So there might be trouble coming soon. If I drop off soon, it's Rogers' fault. Anyway, back to, let's try to get through this because I think this is like one of the most important uh one of the most important technical shows we've had on Webmaster Radio in a long time. And I, you know, I got to thank Virginia and Bruce for covering it and, and Dana for being a guest on here because some of the takeaway points from this show are amazing. Um, you, can, you know, there's a lot you can do in optimization with Twitter. And we, we're seeing Google upping its firing rate right now. And we're seeing, like, we're seeing Bing with a Twitter-esque search engine um, clearly, there's work that could be done in Twitter, and I didn't really know this until until recently. But every tweet you make creates a readable web page. That was a little gem, Ed wasn't Lewis, it? Sorry, that's a little gem to know, isn't it? That's an important little gem to know because those readable web pages are being spidered, and according to Ed Lewis, page one results. Um, he of the unfollow for playing spy master, Ed, um, the first 48 to 61 characters of every tweet are likely to form the title of the page that's made for that tweet. So you can set titles in Twitter that will be spidered. Now that means your 140 characters have suddenly become real estate. So if you're going to be putting references, like retweet references, put them at the end of tweets. Don't use your valuable real estate. There, uh, the online marketing blog, toprankblog.com, top has a table comparing the best URL shorteners. Apparently, you can include keywords in modified shortened URLs now. That's kind of important to know. And this one is a pretty obvious one. You can use hashtags to include keywords. All of this comes from the, the show yesterday. Uh, there's more great tips in that show. And uh, if you aren't following at Lookadoo on Twitter, get out there and, and follow her. Um, I'm nervously watching the guy climb the ladder up the pole to the little box that may or may not have me connected. Like, why do they schedule? Seriously, it's like, it's, it's only 2.30. They should wait a half hour. They wow. call you up is what should happen. They should. Well, you know, just hearing your reply lets me know that I'm still online. <laughs> um, 
So what do you think about those as an SEO? And Dave, I, I know you, I know that that Beanstalk is so busy working on traditional SEO and and SEM projects and on link building and all that sort of stuff that you personally haven't dabbled in Twitter a lot. But knowing this, what do you think about Twitter? Um, it's it's funny you ask. Over the last couple of weeks, I actually have it. It's it's not in relation to this. It's on a totally separate area of Twitter and, and other social media avenues. Um, I actually have one of my guys doing a lot of experiments. Um, totally didn't catch this one because we're doing a totally different angle. Um, but knowing this, obviously this is a, a valuable a valuable thing. Um, it is one that we're going to be looking at um, a little more closely. Um, obviously it has its pros and cons, I think, for, for most clients. Um, you're going to be looking, you know, these are, these are traditional, you know, you're, you're, you're your phrases are, you know, bed and breakfast, you know, middle of nowhere, Texas, or so. You know, I mean, these are they're traditional phrases. This is what you're trying to get. Um, but I think for for some companies, especially larger scale companies, companies with, you know, wanting real time search, wanting long tail, wanting um, their individual words to be getting out there, I think this provides some really interesting opportunities. I think we're really just touching on the, the tip of the iceberg here in, in the capacity that it has. Obviously, the, the character limitation is, is going to put some <laughs> you know, constraints on, on what this can and, and, and can't do. Um, and I do wonder if we all, you know, if everybody listening right now and, and people who are listening to, to the show yesterday, if we all sort of headed out and, and, and started using Twitter for this function, for, for, for you know, rankings on it and, and for, for getting exposure on it, um, you know, I do wonder you know, how long is that going to last um you know at the same time as long as it's not being abused twitter's getting traffic right <laughs> this this isn't a bad thing but um, i think it's definitely one that that seos SEMs, social media you know, anybody in internet marketing needs to take a look at this we certainly will be and you're right this is outside of our immediate scope of things that we do we've generally focused on traditional organic um, optimization and, and stayed the course on that one served us well so you know don't rock the boat um, but I think there's there's some interesting crossovers here, and while you wouldn't be driving clients to, you know, especially once you get into things of reputation management and stuff like that, I think um, this has some really great opportunities, and uh, it's certainly something that I think we will be, um, and everybody should be should be taking a look at to see does it fit, um, and where would it fit? Run a bunch of experiments and see where would this fit um, in in their in their initial offerings right now. Um, aside from you know the, the the strength that Twitter has, and I'm certainly experiencing it a lot more um, now that we're running a bunch of um, you know link bait and, and social media um, tests here. Um, I think this is uh, you know it, it has its own values, and I know you're going to be shocked to hear me say that because I've always kind of gone, yeah, Twitter, you end up wasting more time looking at stuff that you don't need um, than you do <laughs> spending no, time actually finding what I'm you're looking so for. I'm not shocked at all. I, I'm I am a big proponent of Twitter marketing. Uh, we've used it so successfully at Webmaster Radio, and as a matter of fact, I went out and and because of because of the the the, the notes that Tommy gave us and uh, that Virginia put up in her blog post uh, at at Bruce Clay yesterday, I went out and I I started playing with a bunch of real time search engines, and uh, on Monday VentureBeat VentureBeat magazine published a really really cool list of uh, real time search engines and I'm just out there. Looking for the link to throw into the Webmaster Radio chat room. If I can figure out whatever what happened to that damn chat room, there it is. 
I went through I went through all these search engines and and and, and real time search engines and, and 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 did searches for Webmaster Radio for Search Bash for affiliate convention for a bunch of keywords that are you know obviously very important to me and uh, I was quite impressed by how various social media promotions that Webmaster Radio or affiliate convention have run have worked out because some of these some of these Real-time search engines, almost all of which draw exclusively from Twitter, show frequency of tweet and retweet. Um, although none of them have shown the retweet repeating factor. You know, how many... I, I put a tweet up and then four or five people retweet and then uh, they retweet. And how many people... that? None of them have shown me stats on, on the retweet exponential growth factor. But, you know... Um, I'm a huge fan of Twitter marketing, and I I was sold um, as back in February, and we were using Twitter in the run up to some of our new shows. I I know, and and but and now I I, I mean I'll admit, and, and and in those shows I sort of you know, I was kind of down on on Twitter a little bit. Uh, I uh, I'll be the first to admit. <laughs> um, from what I'm seeing, yes, you end up reading a lot of a lot of crud, but. Uh, Twitter is a powerful marketing tool. We all knew that, and, and you know I've certainly been running tests and realizing it. <laughs> but I'll actually say it because I know I've, I've noted a, a few times that I found it a bigger time sucker than than uh, benefit. But um, yes, <laughs> it's, it's a great tool, um, and and this just just expands on that and, and makes it even more valuable than it was previously. Which um, you know we were running tests on it and successful ones. It was already a great tool. Um, it's now just expanding past that. Absolutely. Um, I want to go through a whole bunch of the. I want to go through a whole bunch of these real-time search engines. Uh, it'll take a few moments. So before we do, I think we should probably take a break here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio. So stick around, friends. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk.com. We'll be back. We'll be back on Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-Shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. 
Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive. Excellent and on time. Offshoring.com. Purse Strings with Maria Retail. Join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings. I'll be talking to Megan Wilker and Nancy Lyons. They're Geek Girls Guide. And these ladies talk tech and they talk it a lot. And we're going to get the lowdown on what's trendy with the online set. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. I feel a little bit more recharged because the chat room has been most kind. Most kind indeed. Uh, Dana, thank you so much. You're, 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 you rock even higher. Um, yeah, it's going to be too bad, Brasco. You're not coming to SES San Jose in a couple of weeks. That's, um... <laughs> that's exactly what it is. But... As uh, as sad as it is, as terrible it is that George isn't or Brasco isn't going to be out there in San Jose with the rest of us, the quality that listeners get on Webmaster Radio is because of that guy, totally because of Brasco, uh, the the man in the studio, the guy behind the board. Um, if Brasco isn't sitting, controlling the levers of power. <laughs> I'm sorry. Radio. <laughs> yeah, I have to give myself a long applause. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need more hobbies. Anyway, if uh, if Brasco isn't uh, controlling the 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 the, the, the controls of power there in the studio, then our production sounds awful. Um, so somebody has to stick around and and you know keep everything rolling, rocking and rolling. And that's uh, that's that's that's, that's Brasco's great a great talent. But unfortunately, he won't be in San Jose. And he's going to miss, uh, as Dave mentioned, he's going to miss all the fun, except, well, he's going to miss a lot of hard work, too. Webmaster Radio is going to be all over search engine strategies. We have Rogue Reporters all over the place. We have, uh, we're going to be recording and playing keynotes. Um, incidentally, sponsorships for those keynotes are still available if anybody's interested. We have, uh, we're going to have a large booth. We're going to have our, our stacks of speakers set up. We're going to be having a number of shows being recorded live from the floor, and in the absence of a Google Dance, uh, there is no Google Dance this year, unfortunately. So, Webmaster Radio has been asked to step up and host, produce, organize, and throw the premier party of the event, Search Bash, um, and we are going to be stepping up to hold a Search Bash it's happening on the Tuesday, the uh, first f- Tuesday, the I believe it's the 10th, I'm sorry, the 11th, the first full night of the, uh, the first full night of the conference, 
It's, door, it's going to be held at Pearl Nightclub, formerly known as Vivid, the place, the place we've held it a few times before. Because we're expecting a much larger turnout, we're going to be strategically changing the floor of the club to make the surface, the floor surface, larger. That's a neat trick. So, as, uh, as David just points out in the chat room, go register for Search Engine Strategy. Then register for Search Bash. Searchbash.com. Follow the, uh, follow the link that says RSVP or the big honking one in the middle of the screen that says register now. RSVP for Search Bash. We want to include you in this party. Uh, that is going to be amazing. You know, before we dive into the real-time search engines, I also want to note... Um, I also want to note that we have updated the Affiliate Convention website to reflect Affiliate Convention 2, December 3rd and 4th in Los Angeles, California. We, affiliate Convention was 1 in Denver, Colorado. was so much fun that we decided we're going to hold another one. Los Angeles, the 3rd and 4th. If you're an affiliate, you get to attend for free. Register now. I, I think they're doing that to you, Jim, if I can put this in, because you can say that it's because the event was great. Personally, I think um, that Darren and Brandy over there have a bet going on at how fast can they make your hair go white. <laughs> and so they're going to oh, just shit, keep blowing these until one of them wins. My hair is white. <laughs> they lose. They both lose. Screw that action. I, that, screw, I win the bet. My hair is already white. Actually, it's that a kind of grayish black. white, Jim. <laughs> Not necessarily white. It's a little grayish white. It's good to look for you, but you know. <laughs> well, again, what little is left. Um, yeah, there's a lot of we have a lot of work going on at Webmaster Radio. There's a lot of neat stuff that we're involved with. It's uh, it's this is this, yeah, this is one of the most exciting gigs I think I've ever had in my in my career. My career has been kind of exciting, but this is this is a, a fun one. So new, uh, there's a new video up at Affiliate Convention that sort of shows how sparkly Affiliate Convention One was. That's what you can mention, too. Um, they're in the Shining City by the Sea, Los Angeles. Do they call, is it, do they call Los Angeles the Shining City by the Sea? Does anybody <laughs> ever refer to L.A. that way? They do now. If you just yeah. keep saying it enough, people will. I, yeah, I guess so, sure. <laughs> yeah, the Shining Jewel of Southern California, Los Angeles. Actually, you know what the real jewel of Southern California is? San Diego. San Diego's a really cool little town. And... Uh, it's going to be a weird weekend in San Diego because Comic Con is coming to town. Now we're used to these like five, five thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand person conventions. I think the largest, largest trade show convention I ever, I've ever been to or participated in was one of the ad techs, which was you know topping out around like twelve thousand five hundred to fifteen thousand. Comic Con is going to have uh, seventy to eighty thousand people attending it in San Diego this weekend. Many of them. Uh, you know, dressed up in uh, whatever they call those costumes. Um, you know, many have dressed up like like in costumes, right? Like Klingons invade invade San Diego. Oh, <laughs> you nice. Oh, my mistake. I, I, I can imagine, and it paints a very colorful image for me. <laughs> it opened today. Um, There's yeah, nerds that's... everywhere. Uh, San Diego SEO is writing in the chat room. Um, porn star superheroes too. Yeah. Woo! 
All right. <laughs> so the guy, the guy, the guy that you see tapping wildly on his laptop is Michael Arrington, writing yet another porn headline to get the traffic over there at TechCrunch. <laughs> um, you missed that, Dave. We found out last week on Webology why Michael Larrington loves porn. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can. The phones are ringing uh, over at Webmaster Radio now. Great. <laughs> Getting blasted um, even more today. Um, but you, we're, you know what? We're going to run out of time. You need to give us uh, this oh, list, Jim. Damn. Right. Okay. What we got? What do we do? Real time search or revenue models? What do you want to talk about? Ugh. Uh, my leaning. You know what? Let's let's whip through this list because we promised we would before we went to break. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Okay. To whip through the list and and maybe get some exposure for some of these real time engines. And uh, okay. Well, yeah, some that I didn't know until uh, I saw the list here. And then, uh, then we'll move quickly on and, and cover revenue models, which could take days to cover, but we'll cover it in, like, five minutes. <laughs> of course. Okay, so this came from a VentureBeat article on the uh, 20th of June, and I just uh, just reposted that into the, uh, into the chat room again. Looked at, it says nine, but actually 11 real-time search engines. Now, I'm going to go down the list really quickly, and I'm going to say where they're drawing from. If there's any point you want to stop me, Dave, because it's getting a bit redundant, you know, just just feel free to jump in, okay? Okay. One of them, Scoopler.com, draws information from Twitter, Delicious, Flickr, and Identica. Another one, Topsy, draws from Twitter. One Riot draws from Twitter, Dig, and Delicious. TweetMeme draws from Twitter. Almost.at draws from Twitter, YouTube, and Flickr. Daily RT draws from Twitter, as does Twazup. T-W-A-Z-Z-U-P. It draws from Twitter. Frenzy draws from Twitter, Dig, Google Reader, Tumblr, Flick, and Flickr. Oh, and uh, Robert Scoble. Uh, Twitter, of course, draws from itself. Collecta draws from Twitter, blog posts, comments, Flickr, and news feeds. Um, CrowdEye draws from Twitter. And uh, another one that was really some beta, um, IT Pints, uh, seems to draw exclusively from Twitter, but says it also draws from YouTube. There you go. There's uh, 11, actually 12 search engines, real-time search engines. I did searches on all of them, and all were, well, I shouldn't say all, but most were interesting in one way or another. Dave, how much time have you spent thinking about real-time search? Until the last couple days, not that much. And it's funny, from a marketing standpoint, not much. I have used Twitter search uh, to find information when there's something, you know, brand new coming out. And, you know, I just want to, you know, I hear a news story and want to find more resources on it fast. Um, I'll run Twitter search. So I've certainly used it. And, yes, I know, again, I was wrong. Twitter's good. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time uh, until recently, really uh, a lot more today than, than ever before, probably for all time combined, um, in how it can be a marketing tool to, to actually really launch in and, and capture phrases and stuff like that on, on, um, on these real-time search engines and, and, and capture traffic. Um, I said we're going to launch into an exercise to explore a little further and see what it actually results in. Um, but 
um, yeah, not much. How about you? Well, I've been thinking about real-time search a lot, although I can't say I've been thinking about it as real-time search. Um, I, I I was one of the an early adopter of, of Facebook. I got into it, uh, I don't even remember when I got into it, a year and a half ago. Um, several, several levels in Mafia Wars ago. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember a lunch I had with Ross Dunn from Stepforth, uh, host of uh, SEO 101, uh, about a year and a half ago. And he told Stepforth was opening up a social media division focusing on Facebook advertising. And I'm like, seriously, you can't tell me how to monetize Facebook. And ever since that conversation, I've been... Um, you know, thinking really, really strongly about about the influence of recommendation marketing, uh, and and how to you know capture that real time influencing thing. Uh, uh, you say that you went and saw this movie, and it goes up on your Facebook profile, and suddenly hundreds of them out of your closest Facebook friends know that you went and saw that movie, and some of them either repost that they want to see that movie, and then twelve hundred people know, etc. And it just goes on and on and on. I mean that's just that 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 kind of personal recommendation from somebody you know and trust goes such a long way. But uh, actually getting in there and optimizing the posts, figuring out how to make those posts come up in search results. I don't think I really started wor- wondering about that until a few weeks ago when Google started. Um, I'm sorry, when when Bing started including tweets in, uh, in, its, in its search results, um, and Google seems to be ramping up to try, to try to include social media in their search results. So I'm thinking about it now. Indeed, uh, and I mean, one thing that we haven't talked about, and, and I mean, we could dedicate a whole show to this, and, and maybe we should at some point in the, in the not-too-distant future, um, we're talking about it from an organic standpoint of things and from just a viral social media standpoint of things. Um, the thing that has really impressed me about real, I mean, you bring up Facebook, and they're, they're a prime example here, um, is the ability to target uh, paid ads, which, again, odd, because this isn't my, my specialty by any stretch. I focus on organic, but um, the ability to target ads, and I mean, it's through Facebook that I've probably clicked on the most paid ads um, that I've ever clicked on because they're they're highly relevant and because the instant I post something, they know I like it, and then this ad starts to show up or I join a group, they know I like this, the ad starts to show up. You know, I post that I like Arrested Development, the TV show, ads start to show up from a T-shirt shop linking me straight through to the Arrested Development stage, which was a lot, the latest one that I clicked on. Um, and, and I think from that angle, too, these, these real-time engines... Um, stand to provide a, a very great benefit to the users and, and social media to the advertisers, sorry, not users, but advertisers themselves. Um, I think there's a lot of benefits to all of these. A lot of them have been discussed in the past, but um, they're just getting stronger and stronger as this becomes more and more prevalent in, you know, in the world of online marketing. You want to know what I want, what I, what I need to know, Dave? What's that? What am I getting my What am I getting my check for twelve thousand dollars for the Canadian government? I keep seeing that come up in my Facebook profile over and over and over again, and I want my goddamn check. I'm playing for Team Canada. I want my check. I know. Yeah. You know what? I actually have been wondering whether do and, and maybe if somebody answer in the chat room because I'm sure we've got listeners. <laughs> if you're located in the states, do you get the same thing but with an American check? I have wondered that because I, I get the exact same ad that you do, and, and you know it's because we're Canadians. Uh, and I do wonder, does that same ad play with an American check with like an American spin on it? 
Uh, oh, you know what? We have people listening to our show right now who are responsible for those damn ads. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> for real. I mean, like, you don't think the Canadian government's putting these ads up there. Oh, no, um, no, 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 for sure. And that's why I was wondering if somebody in the States say, has the same uh, person put them out through there as well, targeting them slightly differently uh, for, for an American market instead. And, you know, do they exist over in the U.K. with uh, with euros or pounds? But, um yeah, but you know, you know what? what? We've got I don't, uh, I don't probably like anymore. five minutes. I'm sure Brasco is going to be starting to harass us soon. And we wanted oh, to touch on, and I knew we'd only have five minutes. Um, yeah, we wanted to go into marketing and, and, and sort of revenue model. Really? Yeah. You mean we have like affiliate affiliate marketing insider with Linda Woods coming up right after us? I was just getting into this. Maybe uh, <laughs> I should give Linda a call and and you have five minutes, that, Jim. We have five minutes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, yes. You know I don't need my. I don't need to know when my twelve thousand dollar check from the Canadian government's coming anymore. <laughs> I just need to know what's what's the angle here. Like seriously, how are you making money off these ads, guys? I want to know. Earlier today, over at Research Buzz, uh, Tara Kalashane wrote about all these. You know, all those real time pictures I read a few minutes ago before getting off on the Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember a time when there used to be a gajillion organic search engines? Mm-hmm. And then there was a time that there was like a couple of dozen um, PPC-like programs. Yep. And then you know people talked about them and debated them and got into the we wasted a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of uh, pixels on them here, there, and everywhere. And after uh, you know a year to year and a half, the market just sort of levels out. There's only a couple pretenders and dominant ones. Same thing in the social media. It happened. Mm-hmm. Over at Research Buzz. Terry Kalashane throws a throws a bucket of water, a bucket of, of cold reality water on the talk about all these uh, real time search engines with the hard cold fact most of them are gonna die. <laughs> evolution evolution one oh one here on the web. If you start something up, uh, chances are a bunch of people are gonna copy you and only one of you is gonna survive. Right, and it will be the one who markets the best. <laughs> Or the one that had a revenue model that works. Okay, really quickly, but really quickly, just because I think this might be a seminal thing, um, and it's worth noting. Over at Fortune Magazine's Brainstorm Tech Conference yesterday, Walt Disney CEO Robert Iger uh, is quoted by WebPro News saying that Disney's about to charge, start charging for online content. So... The model, that's the dominant model of give it away free that sort of existed over the last five or six years, looks like it's trying to revert to a paid content model. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> that's, well, you know what, that's, that's my initial reaction is good luck with that too. But then I, you know, I've been, something I've been thinking about quite heavily, more than I've been thinking about real-time search um, and the effects of social media is how the hell do creative people, how do artists, how do musicians, how do writers... How do you make a living in an age when the lowest common denominator is what you get paid for your product? Um, I love the Internet. I love the communications medium. The thing that terrifies me about it is um, there's, it's very, very, very difficult to monetize one's creative work and make an actual living on it. And uh, I, don't know how, I don't know what revenue model will work. I mean, I think about, I think about the newspapers, the great, the great newspapers that have sustained our information culture before the Internet, sustained our democracy before the Internet. 
what happens to these? Uh, uh, The New York Times can barely turn a profit. The Boston Globe is being auctioned off. Um, uh, Seattle Post Intelligence are stopped publishing. Uh, um, What is a revenue model that works? That's what it just drives. I'm desperately trying to figure that out. And I just want to get one quick stat in here um, that, 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 that Robert Igar mentioned. Iger believes that Internet users will be willing to pay for access to quality content. I'm quoting directly out of uh, WebMap, uh, WebPro News, incidentally. Um, Igar believes Internet users will be willing to pay for access to quality content. He said people spend about $5 an hour to watch a movie at a theater, $0.75 cents an hour to read books, newspapers, and magazines, $0.50 cents an hour to watch cable and satellite TV, and only about $0.25 cents an hour to surf the Internet. Now, that's interesting, eh? Like... It, it, is, it is an interesting statistic. What he's kind of missing there of sorts is I'm already spending my 25 cents. Um, and the con- you, you're right, it, the lowest common denominator wins. Unfortunately, on the Internet, once I've paid for my access, the lowest common denominator is free. Right? And, I mean, and that just is, is the way of it. Um, and so what he like, needs to realize is what he wants to do is now increase that 25 cents to something else. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know what the revenue model is, what they want to be charging for this. Um, Disney, would I pay? I know, I know my kids spend plenty of time on the internet. I'm having to shrink down their, their time and put time constraints on the time that they spend online and the time they spend um, on computers and DSs and this and that. So am I really, as a parent, going to spend more money to give my kids more access to more online content? It's going to be a tough sell. Uh, it's going to be a really tough sell. They've done some great jobs with uh, with some games. Toontown was a was a great game that Disney came up with. Um, yes, they charged for it. Made sense. You know, it, it actually worked. Provided a good uh, interactive sort of chat experience, but under controls, um, uh, which which I did subscribe to for a short period of time, as long as my kids were interested in it. But for for just their generalized content. It's, I think it's an uphill battle, certainly for long term, and maybe something that I'd go, oh, okay, you know, yeah, play around with it for a little while. Um, you know, they'll probably have a free subscription, free trial, but will a lot of parents invest for their kids to spend even more time online, knowing full well that if they don't, they'll go on to like some free, you know, Roblox or something that, you know, I mean, I know this because my, my kids play it, go off to some free thing. Would I invest more money for my kids to spend more time online? Probably not. Well, you know, I think probably the most, uh, the best, actually, you know what, the porn industry may not be the best model to look at, at revenue structures. Um, as I understand it, there's very little money in adult entertainment right now, although there's more porn online than ever. Uh, people gravitate to the free stuff because it's free, so you need to find other ways to monetize that free stuff. Um, maybe Michael Arrington will write an article about this or something, because it has the word porn in it um, several times. <laughs> hey, Brasco, we got, got to remember when we're talking about this show on the, uh, on uh, putting a little write-up, a little preetsy in the show description, we have to use the word porn several times. Um, uh-oh, I think yes, that's sir. the message tag. It's getting close to the... Oh, we got about a minute? <laughs> um, I hate when this happens. Damn. <laughs> I, I don't even know where I'm going yet, except, uh, except uh, there's more than I want to say. Darn it. Okay, I guess we have to go. Dave, you want to close this out? 
Um, you know what? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take us out because I don't, I don't do it often, so I'm going to stumble gonna, a couple times. I'm going to start crying if I do because it's more I want um, so, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO here with Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio on Webcology. Join us again next week for another fun show. <laughs>